Hey, how you doing, Purpose Claremont? Hey, I just wanted to share another one, um, another time. I mean, the word is in the, out of Isaiah 30. Um, before we get in, let's pray. God, again, we give you thanks that you are sovereign. Your word is your gift to us, your revealed will, um, that we could know you, know our plight. Um, we could know what you're like and what we're about and your call on our lives and how to deal with life and how to have true life. God, we thank you. So God, please um, speak and teach us as we look into your word. Convict and encourage whatever's necessary to make us look like Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. So uh, chapter 30, verse 18 of Isaiah really stood out to me this morning when I was reading it. Um, and it was just, oh, it's just such a good, that verse is incredible. Let me just read that real quick. But then I want to read prior to it so it puts it in context. Um, it says, therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you. And therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Guys, that is such a beautiful verse when it's by itself. But when you start with the word therefore, you got to go back and see what it's there for. So you go to chapter 30, verse 8. Notice or remember that 18, or verse 18 is in response to what he's saying to what he's what he's saying before. So in verse 8, it starts out with this way. And now go write it before them on a tablet and ascribe it, inscribe it in, in a, into a book that it may be for, I'm sorry, that, that it may be for the time to come as a witness forever, for they are rebellious people, lying children, children unwilling to hear the instruction of the Lord who say to the seers, do not see into the prophets, do not prophesy to us what is right, speak to us smooth things, Prophesy illusions, leave the way, turn aside from the path, let us hear no more about the Holy One of Israel. Now pause for just a second. That is one of the scariest verses that I think I've heard in a while. Because you have people that are just looking at the prophets. The prophet's job was to tell them the truth, the things that they're missing, and how they're they're not doing the things that God wants them to do. Guys, it is so necessary that we read the scriptures, all of them, and we hear from God the things that we may not agree with. Um, God will confront us on where we're wrong. None of us are perfectly right in everything that we think. I was thinking about this morning, thought came to my mind, and I'll probably preach on it again at some point now that um, election season is upon us. There is, not, um, there is not one person on the planet whose political viewpoints is completely right on every single thing. No matter what, 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 no matter what side of the aisle you're on, Think about it. If if your view of Christ and your view of Christianity is completely in agreement with your political stance on everything, I mean, if every single thing, and the Bible agrees with you, it might not be Jesus that you're following. It might be your political preference that's become your religion of choice. No matter what side you're on, like if you have your favorite politician or whoever, or I don't know, celebrity or whatever you just really love listen to this person and it's like man they're right every single time and then you gauge whether or not the scriptures are correct based upon those outside influences rather than starting with scripture and starting with god it might not be it might not be jesus you're following so when you have him saying okay so you have these prophets but then you say don't prophesy to us what's right and others what, what should they do just speak to us smooth things prophesy illusions make us feel good Leave the way, turn aside from the path, let us hear no more about the Holy One of Israel. We don't want to hear about this God thing anymore. We just want to, we, 
Like we don't want truth. We don't want to. We don't want to be convicted. We just want what we want smooth things. I'm so thankful we have a God who doesn't listen to that request. Verse twelve. Therefore, thus says the Holy One of Israel, because you despise this word and trust in oppression and and perverseness and rely on them, therefore this iniquity shall be to you like a like a breach in a wall or like a breach in a high wall bulging out and about to collapse, whose breaking comes suddenly. In an instant, and its breaking is like that of a potter's vessel that is smashed so ruthlessly, that among its fragments not a shard is found with which to take fire from the hearth or to dip water out of the cistern. So thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. I would say verse 15 we don't like a lot. Here's why. Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, the Holy God, sorry, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. Returning is this concept of repentance. So in repentance and rest, you shall be saved. So you can't save yourself. So you got to repent and you got to rest. You got to trust. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. We don't hear that. It's like, I'm going to be loud and proud. I'm going to make sure that people understand how strong I am. And God's like, no, in, retur- in repentance and rest, you'll be saved. And in quietness and in trust shall be your strength. But you were unwilling, and you said, no, we will flee upon horses, therefore, I'm sorry, we we will flee upon horses. And so here's the word, therefore, God's responding to that statement. No, no, we'll flee upon horses, which is strength. Therefore, you shall flee away, and and we will ride upon swift steeds. Well, therefore, your pursuers shall be swift. A thousand shall flee at the threat of one, and at the threat of five you shall flee till you are left like a flagstaff on the top of a mountain, like a signal on a hill. It's like they're not in a good place. It's like they don't want God. They're going to rely upon themselves. And so verse 18 is now in that context. Therefore, the Lord waits. He waits for what? To be gracious to you. And therefore, he exalts himself to show mercy to you. God, it reveals, he exalts who he is. He shows more of who he is for the purpose of what? To show mercy to you. Why? For the Lord is a God of justice. And blessed are those who wait for him. Guys, it's a beautiful verse by itself. When you bring in the context of that's his response to a people that want nothing to do with him. They don't want to hear his truth. They don't want to follow him. They don't want to obey him. They don't want to hear his commands. They don't want to rely upon him. They're like, we're going to save ourselves, become self-reliant. And he goes, I'll just wait. I'm going to wait because I want to be gracious to you. And I'm going to exalt who I am in front of you so I can be merciful, merciful to you. He's a God of justice. And he says, blessed or happy are those who wait for him. Just wait for him. For those of you that are waiting for him, he says, you're blessed. For those thinking you can do it on your own, he's like, I'll wait. I want to be gracious to you, but I will exalt myself. And when God exalts himself, a lot of the times it's what's connected is that he humbles us. He exalts himself. We are humbled by who it is that he is. But the whole purpose behind our being humbled is what? that he could be gracious to us, and that he could show mercy to us. Guys, a beautiful, beautiful passage. So encouraged by it. Um, blown away, once again, as God revealed more of who he is. Blown away with the God that we get to serve. Love you guys more than you know. We'll talk soon.